Kaya FM podcast. The home straight. The home straight. Kaya FM ninety five point nine. So there you have it. That's an impressive young man, Mbishi Mukwena, out at Benny Sports Academy. I only wish that uh, perhaps one of the chairmen of uh, those teams based, the PSL teams based in Limpopo, could have the foresight to bring this academy and say, right, you are going to be the official academy of my side and you will supply me with players. They're doing an excellent job. And I think a lot can be learned from their philosophy. And perhaps we as well, as the association, as SAFA, can learn from what they are doing there and use it as a a blueprint to roll out across the country when we talk about this important point on the plan of uh, developing and entrenching a national football philosophy in South Africa. Do we have a plan? That is the question. We do, but we are not the best at implementing the plan. And... uh, a man who was nodding his head throughout this uh, discussion about having a plan. Uh, such a great pleasure to have him in studio. Uh, former Bafana Bafana goalkeeper, Brian Maloy. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's such a, such a pleasure to have you in studio. And uh, I mean, I just in a general sense, you also spend a lot of time uh, with youngsters and, 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 and possibly that's why uh, you recently made the move away from Kaiser Chiefs. You said you want to spend more time on your own foundation part of which will focus on the youngsters, goalkeepers in particular. When you look at South African football, because we'll talk now about uh, the Investec Schools League, uh, of which you've been a part, when you look at uh, our junior structures and perhaps compare them to when you were playing as a youngster all those years ago, how are we doing? Yeah, geez, where, where, where does one start? You know, <laughs> especially after that intro and all the things you're talking about, and uh, these are things that I really love to get in, engaged and, 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 and to discuss uh, with people. And, but one of the most things, uh, the things that I would love doing is discussing such uh, issues on, on a public platform because we need, we need to get our people uh, engaged in these platforms and, 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 and in these discussions. And because football is for, it's, it's a game of, you know, it's, 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 it's for, for our people. It's so for it's, all of us. It belongs all to all of us. us. Yeah. And, and, and we need to, um, you know, talk about these things. And um, for me, first, I think, um, uh, that young man from Limpopo, I, would, I wish I could clone him and have, you know, a whole <laughs> lot of them around the country in all different provinces. Very imp- impressive, Mbishi Mukwen. Yes, um, you know, uh, because what he's talking about and what he's doing and the things you were talking about, about, you know, Johan Niskins, and when you talk about, uh, you know, um, uh, those football brains, Johan Niskens, and when you talk, uh, Johan Cruyff, um, you know, you talk about that, you, those are things that, you know, Johan Cruyff himself, he said, uh, um, he, he played, uh, football for his club when he was young and he spent five hours in the streets and he says, you may, you make your own decisions of where did he develop his football? Mm. Was it, you know, in, uh, in an, uh, organized environment or was it playing in the streets you know back in the day in our days um we were able to play so many so much on our own in the streets some of the things that i believe i think sometimes i think sometimes uh, if there's anything like over coaching i think sometimes we are over coaching mm-hmm. our kids because you, when you look at a game that we used to play a challenge you yeah. want that is a form of a futsal small-sided game yes yeah. uh, yes and that's where you are able to uh, hone and, and develop creativity, to develop skills. 
from you know playing amongst yourself playing you know um but uh you know when you go into a township i mean i mean uh, I mean, alex you know almost every other day kids are not able to play in the streets as much as we used to so mm. many cars in the streets now mm. uh, streets are pay are, are, are tired now i suppose you know it is to play um and then kids can't play in the streets so now the only place that kids can really play is at the soccer fields at the soccer fields kids can't play again mm -hmm. soccer they fields, are full they, they are not only full but they are so managed in such a way that uh you know um they can only play the, you know there's so many so rules and, and you know kids can so so there's uh, a lot of things that we we need to really revisit uh but i think for me when you talk about philosophy um, I think a lot of times when we talk football, the biggest mistake we do as South Africans is that we always we we isolate football from just from the so from society, society in general. In general, and I think a lot of our problems that we see that we have in football is, is societal problems. We need to deal with those first before it can hmm. we, we can be able to deal with with football. I like what you're talking about here. If you're just tuning in, that's the voice of uh, legendary South African goalkeeper Brian Baloi speaking about uh, football existing in a vacuum. Essentially, that's what he's talking about. He's not the first person to make this point, and many people have made this point, including Steve Compella, whom you will have heard in the beginning. We used a little audio clip of him talking about having a plan and. Um, what you're talking about is, is, is the social ills that, that face us in South Africa. It's something that Jabu Maslangu was talking about last week at, uh, as we prepare for the Copa Coca-Cola Under-15 tournament, which is happening uh, in PE this weekend. Talking about the fact that uh, these kids of these days are facing many more challenges than, than you and I were facing all those years ago. Um, so, so, so then the question then is... Um, and it's related to the Investec uh, Schools League, which we'll talk about, is how, how do we, because we, we, as football people, we will say, okay, well, we are only in, in control of this football thing. We're not going to fix all of South Africa. But how do we give our youngsters an opportunity, at least within a football space, just to be kids and enjoy, and enjoy the game? Yeah, and then, but again, when you talk of a plan, are we teaching our kids to have a plan. These kids that are playing professionally now, uh, you see a lot of kids that are very talented, very gifted, they're playing, but do they have a reason why they're playing football? Most of them is, um, and we understand where these kids come from. Some of them, they come from the rural areas, they come from townships, they come from broken families. So as football, we need to really now think about not only uh, developing these kids, uh, their um, only their technical ability, but developing the whole person. Um, the plan we're talking about, uh, the vision plan, uh, the SAFA 20, 2020? 2022, yeah. 2022. Um, do the players know there's a plan? Do they understand the plan? Because you can't do the plan without the players. So now we're doing the plan as the... As a management or whatever. Doing the plan mm. as the media, as the public, everybody, we talk about the plan. If you had to take uh, our national team players and sit them down, talk about the vision 2022, do they know it? Do they understand? Do they buy into do it? they buy into it? But before you even get to, to that, talking to the players about that plan, players themselves, 
we need to teach them that when uh, that you know when he turns profit, he's got a plan, his personal plan that he knows. I want to turn profit. This is what I want to do, and this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be um, in, in in such a time. Mm. In five years' time, I want to be overseas. I want to be overseas, and why do I want to be there? The, the, you know, when Steve talks about the why and 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 all these things, so. Um, until we deal with those issues, hmm. we will always have this thing about, um, um, you know, seeing medi- mediocre uh, performances, unfortunately, when it comes to our national team. And we, we, we all love our national team. We all we love to see them winning. Hmm. Just the other day, we were talking about uh, patriotism. Hmm. Not only our footballers, we always talk about patriotism, about hmm. our sports people. Mm. As a country, do we really understand what it is, what, what it means to be patriotic? Mm. The stadium when, is empty when Bafana plays. Yeah, but even when we're singing the national anthem, do we understand what we are, what we are doing? When do we? So these are things that we need to teach. A culture, our culture is so diverse that now when you look at our football, um, any country that has a football culture, culture from football, it comes from. Unfortunately, we can we we have to talk about this rugby. Rugby, there's a rugby culture. But the rugby culture, where does it come from? It's an African's culture, whether we like it or not. As much as there's um, traces of that, you know, the Tosa people, uh, you know, a part of the people that started rugby. Mm-hmm. But rugby, how it's designed in Af- South Africa, it's, a, it's, a, it's an African's culture. Mm-hmm. So as football, we need to have, for us to get to a point where we have a football culture, we need to have, we need to start thinking on how do we design our own culture and, but looking at all different like we say we have a diverse culture in south africa mm. um, and perhaps much of the problem in in the fact that we aren't able to achieve success now on the national scale certainly with bafana bafana um stems from that that um the culture from where many of the boys who go on to represent the national team as you say are not coming from good homes um, which maybe wasn't was different 30 years ago because even if you didn't have a father 30 years ago, you had a very strict grandmother who didn't take your nonsense. And uh, nowadays, is it the case? Oh, some of the things that you see out there, and sadly, a lot of it is happening in our townships, and uh, that's where most of the players who will go on to play professional football come from. It's almost half past eight here on Kaya FM 95.9. Fascinating discussion we're having here with uh, Brian Maloy as we continue our discussion on football development in South Africa. It's such a broad topic that um, you're not just talking about one thing. And, and, and Brian here is taken from the angle of football existing within a culture in general saying that football doesn't exist in a vacuum and so if uh, Bafana Bafana are to achieve success then we as a South African people firstly culturally on this heritage day need to achieve our success ourselves are we happy families are we happy communities because those then supply the players who will have the emotional intelligence to deal with the stresses of professional football. That's what he's talking about. Back in a bit, and we'll talk a little bit about what you've heard him say here. What does he say when he's uh, dealing with the kids? Because uh, he was with uh, the, the youngsters of um, uh, Dr. Bears Nudia High. They won uh, the Investec Schools League uh, for the first time. And what does he say to them about having their own plan and uh, a football culture if they are to succeed? Back after this. 
Visit the Women's Lifestyle Expo at Monte Casino on the 29th and the 30th of September for a girls' fun day out. The expo features fashion hubs, the hottest beauty and wellness trends, as well as inspirational talks by industry leaders. You can relax at the Gourmet Food Emporium on the champ- or the Champagne and Sushi Garden. Ooh, sounds good. Don't miss out. Visit womenslifestyleexpo.co.za or book at itickets.co.za. Brought to you by FMI. It's not too late to join the crusade against breast cancer. Walk for a purpose at the 13th annual Avon Justine Itemba Walkathon on Sunday, 21 October. Register by 10 October on itembawalkathon.co.za or at Marks Park from 16 to 20 October between 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Entries are limited to 30,000 participants. Remember, early detection saves lives. Follow at Itemba Walkathon on Twitter and Facebook for latest updates. Own your money and benefit from the most profitable industry of the past decade. Now is your chance to get in on the cryptocurrency boom. SmartBit is making it easy for everyday South Africans to get into cryptocurrency mining. Just visit smartbitmining.com or call us on 087-654-6425 or like our Facebook page at SmartBit to order your cryptocurrency miner today. SmartBit is here to help you cash in on Bitcoin as it becomes a mainstream global currency. And the award for the best... Best vacation goes to Sarah's holiday in the United States. Oh, wow. I can't believe this. There are so many cities I want to thank. Thank you, New York, for the cool rooftop parties and the awesome shopping. Thank you, Los Angeles, for that breathtaking helicopter ride and the selfie with the Hollywood sign. Thank you, Seattle, for the great shots I took from the Space Needle Tower. I got so many likes on Instagram. Uh, Thank you, San Francisco, Chicago, Orlando, and thank you, Dallas. Fly Emirates to any of our 12 destinations in the United States and experience the best holiday ever. Book our special fares by 27th September 2018 for travel until 11th March 2019. Conditions apply. Visit emirates.com slash ZA. Fly Emirates for a world of good times. If you need a car that will carry lots of people, is very affordable, and has super low mileage, then Hyundai are about to make your dreams come true. Get a 2016 Hyundai H1 nine-seater diesel auto from only 399,000 Rand. Cherry on top is that you also get the remainder of the service plan and warranty. Hurry to your nearest Hyundai dealership and get your H1 from an amazingly low 399,000 Rand. Kaya FM. Half past eight on Kaya FM 95.9. It's Heritage Day and we're speaking about our football heritage. Where have we gone wrong? We seem to have lost something special. That little bit of magic that made us all fall in love with the game way back when. And talking to us uh, in studio today is uh, uh, Brian Spider-Man Baloui. Got a beautiful Spider-Man tattoo on his arm there. Legendary South African goalkeeper, Kaiser Chiefs, Mamluri Sundowns, Bafana Bafana. And we're just talking with Brian now about and, and about um, 
about a, a de- development, but development is too broad a word to use. We're talking about our football culture and where perhaps we have gone wrong um, in losing that culture or perhaps embracing the modern world and forgetting what made us us. As a result, we are unable to produce the quality of footballer that we once were because it's not the football football doesn't exist in a vacuum and so our players that we are producing these days are coming from communities that are not doing well that's that that's 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 brian's thinking and he's just saying you're just saying brian here that uh, for you schools football was the key in the 70s 80s and 90s yes uh, and most of us we are a product of schools football and i mean uh, in my day, uh, when when I was 16 years old, uh, when I started, when I went to Kaiser Chiefs to the to the de- uh, uh, development, um, you know, they saw me playing at schools. In high school, I used to play. You know, my school used to play against uh, Sheikh's Kumani School against uh, Jerry's Kosana uh, and then Jerry's Kosana. So we used to play against each other at school. But back in those days, Wednesdays, we know we knew that it's 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 high schools, uh, you know, football on that day, and people will literally bank work to come and watch mm-hmm. uh, you know schools football but today when our schools are playing um you go into the township you find uh, just 10 people watching uh, high schools playing so and 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 then we expect people over the weekend to go and watch football again we know that there's a uh, we haven't changed with the times but but the things that for me i believe that um, when I watch rugby, there's a lot we can learn from other cultures, from other other sports. Other sports, yes. Schools, 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 schools rugby, rugby is still huge. Is still huge, and even the supporting that's where it's it's nurtured. When you go to um, the cares uh, um, rugby festival, rugby festival, yeah, the things you see, the the culture, the kids that are not playing, you know, at what you see, they, that's what we need to do for our schools. That's uh, what we had. Uh, that's what we had. And uh, so we need to revitalize that. And unfortunately, with the commercialization of football, football has, to a large degree, moved out of the townships. Yes, and uh, um, what I, you know, I mean, I'm involved with uh, Investec uh, Soccer Schools in Soweto, yeah. and I believe that is a great project. And if we could be able to replicate that into other provinces, just the model, whether it's done by Investec into other places or other other corporates, other yeah, corporates as well, you know. Um, the, the kids, the twenties high schools, they play in a league format. You know, there's no this thing of the no, no, no. There's a tournament. Uh, a tournament. Hey, we love no. tournaments in yes. South Africa. You know, they, they play from March all the way till September. So they play in a league, and 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 with that is that now these kids are playing every Wednesday. So now you have an opportunity of doing other things that you would want to do with these kids when you're talking about you know just. Uh, other developments of their the areas of, of their life, mm. then you have them captured. Now you can just start doing other things. But what I love about this league is that the kids themselves they know they're not just playing for themselves. So now what we need to do with that, that is that, that, that pride that in your pride, school. The school when the school wins, the prize they're winning is for the rest of the school. And Dr. Bears Nodia have won two hundred fifty thousand rand here, which is the first prize. Um, and they can do with it whatever. I mean, there have been schools in the past, uh, Snake Park, that have taken that money and uh, built a science lab or or done whatever. So the whole school benefits. So there is that sense of pride now. Yes, so there is that sense of pride. So now with that is that you can now come up with a school culture that when it's Wednesday, when we're playing, the same culture that we have in rugby that 
all the kids, um, especially the boys' schools, that the ones that are not playing, they have to wear their blazers and go and support. And there's activities they do there. There's their, their own little haka they do, mm. you know, the, the cry songs that they do. Even, uh, you know, things they do even with the alumni. So these are things that we should look at. How do we then take that into, into football? And football, football is, is our sport. It's a, it's a, um, whether we like it or not, this is a sport that as blacks in, in this country we are proud of. And this is a game that is played by uh, more people than any other sport. Around the world, Around yes. the world, you know. And for us to develop the game itself, I think we, the, the starting point should be, I think, going back to the schools themselves. And I think that will help us with a lot of other things that within our schools, the pro- some of the problems we have within our schools with, you know, the th- things that we're seeing these days with the kids stepping teachers. And all sorts um, of things. You watch a, things. a video every week of some teacher, poor yeah. teacher being confronted by hooligans in schools. Yes, and coaching in schools again. Uh, in the last few months, I've been involved, you know, with, uh, with schools football. Um, some of the things that we need in our schools, we need to have... Um, qualified coaches yeah. uh, coaching in our schools. At the moment, some most of the schools, we have a teacher who's passionate about football, yeah. but doesn't really understand football. And listen, I want to say this, Brian, because I'm on the same I'm on the same page as you talking to Brian Baloi, legendary South African goalkeeper, about uh, what we can do to get the best out of our schools. As uh, he's involved here with the Investec uh, Soccer League. And uh, they crowned uh, two weeks ago the uh, their champion. These are uh, 20 schools in Soweto. They play against each other in a league format. And then there is an eventual champion at the end of uh, the year. And that champion wins 250,000 rand, which goes to the school. And the school can choose what to do with it. What I like about this is that uh, this this uh, this project in its 10th year piloted by Investec is also in partnership with the Department of Basic Education. And I was there. I've been there a few times and I've seen uh, the department, uh, people from the Department of Basic Education because it's the teachers. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, it's the teachers that have to actually coach our kids. And many of them correctly say, listen, we're overburdened, we're overworked, underpaid. We don't have time to add sports to what we're doing already. But some say, let us do it. Now, you are right. Uh, we need to have these uh, these teachers trained. And they are, there is some good work happening in pockets, but it's not enough. And this is where SAFA have to take the lead. They are doing it. Uh, I know that SAFA Johannesburg, for instance, were, were doing it with uh, some primary schools that ha- had a, a mini World Cup, which happened out here in Balfour Park during the World Cup, but not enough because uh, what Johan Neskens correctly said is that in Holland, or in Holland can be Brazil, can be anywhere, it's not just... Musibudi with a passion for football and time that coaches the kids. You must have the qualifications to coach the kids because you are dealing with them at a very sensitive age. Yep. And if we make any serious mistakes with them there at that uh, 13 or 14, we, it's, it's then difficult to correct when they become or want to become professional players uh, some years down the line. So that's what you're saying. You believe that the, 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 the teachers who will be coaching these kids need, to, need, need, need training. Yes, I think uh, two, three things need to happen. I think uh, schools football suffer and government in terms of, you know, from the education department and sports department need to work together. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, I believe that I think that 
um, the Department of Sports and Department of Education should be one department, but we can talk about that. <laughs> can talk about later. Well, the good but, news but, is that they're looking to revive yeah, that memorandum yeah. of understanding. Yes. And, yeah, and but where, then what we need, two things that need to happen with schools football, with coaching there, is that teachers that are really passionate and they want to keep uh, coaching, then they need to get uh, some level of uh, um, uh, coaching license. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, um, whether even just a uh, D license. Yeah, the introduction. Then they, they understand the basic, you know, requirements. Uh, then, or then um, we need to have people that are qualified coaches. We have a lot of them. Safa is going around. I mean, Niltov is doing great work, uh, doing uh, coaching seminars and coaching education. In the 341 uh, uh, LFAs. Ala- yes, uh, around, you know, um, uh, equipping these coaches. But the biggest thing we have is that oh, most of these coaches are qualified, but they don't have work. Mm-hmm. A lo- a, a, when you talk football in this country, um, you know, from, from uh, third division, which is the Kemutsipe going down, there's, there are coaches that are, do, are coaching uh, where they are um, voluntary. You know, not, not a lot of coaches can get paid uh, doing their work. So we, we, we need to come up with ideas again that are um, creating jobs. All these coaches that are getting, um, you know, these licenses, um, they can't be, we can't have them just, you know, volunteering. That's another problem. So um, I think I can, maybe I can talk about this. For me, I've got a program that I'm, um, I'm spearheading. Uh-huh. And um, a, problem, a program like Super Sports Soccer Schools, yes. it's a great program. And for me, they don't have a competitor. And, and there's a lots of space. For me, our program is we, there's a difference between a soccer school and, and, and academies. And we need to create a lot of a lot more soccer schools where we'll be able to create jobs for our people. And if you're just tuning in and perhaps you've never heard of the Supersport United uh, Soccer Schools, essentially what happens is that uh, it is a franchise and it runs around the country. So here in Gauteng, you have one in Randburg. You have uh, one, I think that's recently opened uh, by in Balfour, Balfour Park. Yep. And in several places around the province where they you can take your child there you pay a fee and um, they have a, a program for children from as young as six all the way up and it happens um, oh, however many days a week after yep. school. Now the question with that, Brian, is but that does that solve our main problem? Because in the, the soccer schools, whether it's super sport or whoever, you, the children have to pay. So if we are talking about the townships where we're saying that this is where our greatest challenge lies most of those children will not be able to afford to pay? Um, most of those children will not be afford to pay. Um, but again, still, in the suburbs, um, it's no more white communities anymore. It's everybody. We have our Fair people. Enough. We have, and, and again, even um, you know, white kids, they play football. Um, but again, uh, our program is called Tetra Brazil. Uh, you know, we're running Tetra Brazil South Africa. But with our, co- with our program is that we have, we have a specific program for that we will be running in the townships. Uh, we have a, um, a program that we've been running in Alex uh, as a pilot. We have about 30 kids that are on our program. Kids in Alex, we understand they can't pay. So we've got, uh, we've got a coach, uh, uh, Pulet Ladi, that is helping us, that has been very great for us there. And what, what, what we're doing there is that we, so for such programs, they'll be different from the ones that we're running in the suburbs. Uh, and we would want to do such programs again and replicate them in other I townships. I see what you're saying, but yeah. But that specifically is that those are the programs that we go out to corporates and look for sponsorship uh, for those, to, uh, you know, programs. Um, and for other ones, the parents uh, who can other, afford must pay. The ones that can afford must pay. Yeah. But 
the philosophy of our program, like, 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 like it says, it explains itself, Tetra Brazil. Um, I know sometimes uh, with coaching in South Africa, people always tell us about, um, no, what is our, uh, you know, philosophy? And, but um, Brazil, uh, they're not uh, one of the best uh, footballing nations by uh, by default, it's mm. by design. So Tetra Brazil is essentially based on the futsal model. On the futsal model, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, and small-sided and, and, and games. Small-sided games. And with it, with our training, each and every kid that goes through our training per day, if he's training once a, uh, once a week, on that day, he's going to touch the ball no less than 2,000 times. Because mm. the, the only way he will uh, be able to, uh, to develop the technical skill is technical ability is to touch the ball as many times as possible. Yeah. You know, uh, with that normal traditional coaching, you find someone, they, you put kids there in, in, a, in a field, they're playing 11 aside, your kid there goes out, he touches the ball five, ten times in a day and then he goes home. How are you expecting him to really yeah. do? <laughs> so, so, so this is what, um, I mean, and whether it's Brazilian or it's Dutch or whatever, essentially the foundation of, uh, of junior, junior football or Spanish is that um, the child develops a love of the game and is able to master the ball by playing a lot with the ball. So we, for instance, spoke to Johan Nieskens and he spoke about they must master the ball. So they teach them how to pass the ball. You have to complete however many passes and by passing this ball over and over and over and over again, you become good at the game. So it's the same thing in the Brazilian. Wherever you go, junior football is the same and that's how later when you now upscale this onto a bigger field, onto more training, um, then the player has the full technical bouquet of skills, is able to trap with the instep, is able to pass with the outside of the boot, is able to shield the ball. This all comes from that foundation of being the master of the ball, which starts at six and seven. Yes, exactly. And I was fortunate enough to be have been coached by uh, the great Johan Neskens myself, you know, at Sundowns. And, you know, what he's talking about there, I remember um, when he had a chat with us about the same thing. And, and, and how he explains it, he says, Football is, a, is like an orchestra. So, so, so how is, he says, when you go to an orchestra, um, you, you don't just go there and, and, and if you have a 20-piece band and just from day one and start wanting to play uh, a song, um, each and every one, they have different instruments. Each and every one has to master their instrument before mm-hmm. they can play, start playing as a unit. Football is the same. That's what he says, that each and every kid has to master the ball before they can now start. So we, we go out and start wanting to teach tactics uh, at 12, 11, whereas the kid hasn't mastered the ball. Uh, exactly. the instrument. Their instrument is the ball. So that's the way, that's what they mean about uh, mastering the, 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 the ball. They have to master the instrument before we can now start teaching them how to play as a team. Brian, we're going to wrap this up. Unfortunately, we are out of time. We can talk for two or three or four hours even. This has been a fabulous discussion here on the Home Straight on Kaya FM 95.9. Speaking to Brian Baloi here about uh, football development. And essentially, his take-home message here is that, um, firstly, it's about culture. Today's Heritage Day. What is our football culture? What has happened to what we had? And Brian believes that it was firmly grounded in the schools. So we need to revive schools football, which is why he's taken his hat off and which is why he's gotten involved with Investec Soccer, uh, Investec Soccer League, uh, which crowned their champions, the Dr. Bears Nudir Secondary School. They won 
beating the Seveta Secondary School two weeks ago. And uh, it will continue next year, another league in its 11th year. And so the pride grows and you begin to build that culture, as was the case in the 70s, 80s and 90s. And then secondly, he's saying the schools is where we need to train our youngsters, coach the coaches. And uh, if we can't do it in schools, then we need to replicate that model. And Supersport United have been very successful with their Supersport United soccer schools. Brian has got a similar one which is based on a Brazilian philosophy, which he's also unrolling. Uh, he'll tell us more about that uh, in the weeks to come if you want to get send your child there and sign them up there. But importantly, they will have, shall we call them sister schools or similar schools running in the townships, and they'll be uh, finding corporate investment for those because we know that uh, uh, parents will not be able to pay, not all, but some will not be able to pay, pay in our townships. Lastly, as we let you go, uh, it would be a miss of me if I didn't ask you about goalkeeping. Part of your, uh, this new drive of yours when you left Kaiser Chiefs uh, to, to follow your own, to pursue your own um, interests um, in this a, in the soccer school is that you spoke about the importance of goalkeeper coaching at a young age. At the Danone Nations Cup and a 12 tournament, I spotted a very good goalkeeper from uh, Kakamas in the Northern Cape. They're representing the Northern Cape team. A young man um, who just seemed to have it. I asked the coach, do you do specific goalkeeper training? He said, no. Uh, the kid just does it on his own. I asked, I spoke to the boy and he said his favorite goalkeeper is Itu Melian Kune. Mm-hmm. Now that is a rarity because when you ask youngsters about their favorite players these days, you'll hear Messi, Ronaldo and everything. You will mm-hmm. really hear a South African player. But the name of Itu Melian Kune often pops up when, it's, when, when, when they are young keepers. Kune, certainly um, someone who's inspired uh, this generation and you worked with him. He learned from you. In a nutshell, what do we need to do to get our goalkeeping right? I see too many howlers in the PSL. And uh, and unfortunately, we don't seem to be producing enough South African goalkeepers. Many of our PSL goalkeepers are foreign. And uh, once Kune and Ronwin, perhaps, uh, you're not sure who, mm-hmm. who will be the next really, really outstanding South African goalkeeper. Yeah, and with goalkeeping, same problem. Same problems that we've had before with our strikers in this country. Now it's going to, we're going to have the same problem with the goalkeepers. But now, what I looked at was, if I, when, if I start a goalkeeping academy, I'm only going to impact 20, 30 kids. And for me, the problem we have in this country is bigger. Mm-hmm. So the bigger problem we have is the same problem I had when I was a young boy. Our kids today shouldn't be having that same problem that there's not, there's not enough goalkeeper trainers in the country. And for us to address the problem of goalkeeper, um, uh, of the, 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 the quality uh, of goalkeeping. We, we, we won't uh, um, um, address that if we are, if are we only focusing on, on academies. With that as well, we, we, we are uh, venturing out on a goalkeeping school where we want to go out and some of the problems that I have, that we've had, um, you know, not, 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 not speaking ill of, uh, of Safa and what is happening there, um, the last time there was a goalkeeping license in South Africa was three years ago when I joined Kaiser Chiefs. When I just joined Kaiser Chiefs, we did a goalkeeping license. And I know there's currently one happening now in FIFA for Africa. I think there's one happening right now this weekend. So, so what I'm trying to say is that we need to have uh, at least four, five, six goalkeeping licenses around the country per year. We need to have as many goalkeepers, coaches that are around because we need to teach same thing. Goalkeepers, we need to teach the right things at, at, the, at the right age 
and 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 for us to do that is that um i mean amateur so even some of the some some of the other clubs in the first division don't have goalkeeper coaches mm. i'll tell you about oscarin masuluki when i was at kaiser chiefs um uh, he came on trial he trained with us and when i, I looked at him i saw myself in him uh, i saw some, a young boy that is was um just um gifted um, uh, you know naturally gifted but had never had goalkeeper training the first time he had a goalkeeper coach was um just before he left Barocca, the last when when uh, Greg Tafia got to Barocca. before that the guy that used to train him is someone that used to be just a uh, right back at Barocca. and uh, when he retired they turned him into a goalkeeper coach and he trained him hmm. so so uh, imagine so what we need to have we need to have more goalkeeper trainers that are are there to train to train our kids at amateur at you know um for so that uh when our kids get to uh professional level um they, they uh, we, we don't have to start a scratch i mean when you uh, we look at uh, brilliant kuzai when brilliant got to chiefs people don't understand the reason it take it takes him and all the others that come after when a club uh, sees talent at, in the first division and he comes into the first into the PSL that talent will take two to three years mm. to be able to get to a level where they can play in the PSL so now because of in those time now now when you're seeing someone play it's different from now when you are with him every day training every day you start seeing a mm. lot of um, you know, stuff that needs stuff to be corrected to be corrected so now they spend two three years correcting all those then to a point where now they can start playing so um, these are things that we need to deal with. Yeah, and it's a long, long road. So I'm, 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 I'm thankful that you are getting into this because you have the experience and we will uh, be in touch with you very soon. Pran Maloui, thank you so much for talking to us here on the Home of the Afropolitan. Unfortunately, we are, are out of time. But uh, thank you for coming in and uh, well done on your involvement with the in- Investec uh, uh, Soccer League and also good luck on your own endeavors. Uh, we will keep in touch with you. Um, hopefully, you don't have enough time for golf because you'll be too busy on these projects. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, but yes, we, we are going out besides this business, uh, um, you know, uh, things that I'm going into. Uh, we've just launched the Brian Baloy Family Foundation. Yes. There's a lot of work that we are be going out into our communities, working with communities, um, you know, from sports, uh, arts and culture activities, um, health and, and, and education. So there's a lot that uh, one will be embarking into. And some of them, yes, will be coming to the station, sharing with our people what please, we're doing. Please. and. and looking for partnerships as well with uh, you know some of the initiatives that we'll be embarking on excellent Brian Maloui thank you so much for coming into studio thank you very much the home straight the home straight Kaya FM 95 stay, stay tuned stay tuned to Kaya FM for more